to Getting Real Estate in Vegas. I'm Bridget Magnus, and this is the Vegas Video Network. Go ahead and send your questions, problems, and suggestions by email to gettingreal at vegasvideonetwork.com. Maybe you prefer the telephone. Well, we can do that. Uh, the phone number is 866-966-4599. And those of you who are joining us live should go ahead and log into the live chat to get your questions answered just almost instantly. Now, we would like to take just a couple minutes to thank those of you who are watching on the Vegas Video Network, those of you who've downloaded your favorite shows via iTunes, those of you who are watching on YouTube, those of you on, in the TV set doing Roku, and those of you who are listening on the radio, that's KSHP 1400 AM, every Friday evening from 8 till midnight. All right, well, we've got a terrific show today, so let's get it started with some Friday figures. All right, well, the number of available properties continues to drop. We're down to 10,225. That is down, by the way, 9% from last month. Median price on a single family home is $140,000. Median on a condo is $55,000. Median on a townhome, $80,000. Believe it or not, those numbers are all unchanged from last month. Of the total available, we do have 1,826 foreclosed properties on the market. That's 15% less than last month. Median price on those is nice and steady at $107,000. Um, 4,582 short sales are available. Um, that's down 10% from last month. Median price on those is up to 111000 there are also 3,814 classic listings, non-distressed, not short, not bank-owned. That's down only 3% from last month. And the uh, median price on those is up, yes, I said up, to $188,000. So then, what about those homes that have sold recently? 3,519 in the last month. That's down, though, 9% from last month. Median sales price was 105000 and median list price was 109000 now, the gap between the two is widening up a little bit, but it's still less than 4%. This is not a lowball kind of time, but if there's something that you honestly think impacts the value of the house, then feel free to knock a couple grand off of your offering price. Um, there are 12,900 properties under contract to be purchased. That is up 9% from last month. Gee, how does that work? The number of listings is down 9%. The number of listings under contract is up 9%. How could that possibly be? I don't know. We do have a few news items to share with you today. Um, both the Case-Shiller and the CoreLogic price indexes for December came out, and unfortunately, both of them were down. However, just like here in Vegas, nationwide industry was down. So law of supply and demand would certainly suggest that we've got to be nearing the end of the declines. Um, the foreclosure fraud settlement might still happen, but it's not going to happen without an investigation, and it certainly won't be announced today, which, by the way, was the deadline that the bank said that they wanted to have something done by. You know, when a bank has, gives you a deadline of, of you know, two or three days, you know something's wrong. Um, we do have some good news when it comes to foreclosures, foreclosures in the future. Mortgage delinquencies in 2011 were down an amazing 40%. You know what else was down? Mortgage interest rates hit another new record low of 3.87%. Wow. 
All right, our topic today is one that's probably near and dear to the heart of many Las Vegans, the good old-fashioned swimming pools. So then, uh, pools in Vegas, let's talk about them. How many are there? Good question. Um, so I went through the MLS this morning, and there's 8,700-some-odd houses available. And of that total, just under 2,000 had a swimming pool. Works out to 22%. Now, does that hold true over houses in Vegas in general? I'm not sure, but I think if you take a look on Google Earth and just kind of scan a few random neighborhoods, you'll find that it probably does average out to close to that. Now, one thing I would like to point out, and, and with a little bit of fear in my heart, the median price on those available homes with pools is $225,000. No, I am not in any way, shape, or form suggesting that having a pool will boost the value of a home Forty, fifty, eighty thousand dollars it doesn't work that way no it doesn't um, mostly the reason for that big discrepancy is that the houses on pools first off are on bigger lots there's more ground to begin with um, some of it it has to do with the kinds of neighborhoods where people are putting in pools and the home kind of homes where they are I think you will almost certainly find a larger percentage of million dollar properties with pools than $50,000 properties with pools. Believe it or not, I have seen $50,000 properties with pools, and they're not pretty. So then, how often can you use a swimming pool here in Las Vegas? Well, if it's unheated, you can use it all summer long, pretty much. If it is a heated pool, you can get away with late spring and early fall. These factors do depend a little bit on factors like uh, how big the pool is, how it's oriented to the sun, things like that. I personally prefer a warmer pool than most, so uh, you'll have to excuse me if, if you're a cold-loving person. You could probably get a lot more use out of the pool than I do. Maintenance time, yeah, you're going to have to do a little bit of work. I'm sorry. Um, you're going to have to spend about five minutes a day on chemical testing and, and adding chemicals, you know, chlorine tablets, uh, um, acid, things of that nature. Um, you're also going to have to spend maybe 15 minutes to a half hour weekly doing cleaning, sweep down the sides, get gra uh, uh, junk out of the filter baskets. Um, you'll obviously spend a little bit more time than that during spring and fall when we have things falling from the trees and immediately after a windstorm. Um, those of you who have been uh, uh, through a Vegas windstorm and know exactly what I'm talking about can get very interesting in a hurry. Uh, <laughs> You'll have to spend about an hour a year doing heavy maintenance, like cleaning out your filters and, and things of that nature. Every three to eight years, you're going to have an unpleasant task of draining and refilling that pool. Um, it's a great time to paint or resurface. But the biggest reason you're going to want to do that is to get rid of, of um, minerals that build up in the water. We have very hard water here in Las Vegas. And the water part evaporates, but the mineral parts stay in your pool. So you will eventually want to go ahead and get that junk out of your pool to have a, a clearer pool that um, has more stable chemicals in it. Um, one thing I would like to point out is that these estimates do not include the things that will inevitably break. Like everything, things break from time to time. So you know, be aware that it, pool pumps don't last forever. Let's just put it that way. Let's talk about money. Oh yeah, show me the money. It is going to cost you at least 10 grand to put any kind of pool that you would want to have in. Um, 
you can spend as much as you want, honestly. If you want a nice pool with, with a spa or a waterfall or any of that sort of stuff, it, every option is going to cost you extra. Just like a car, you, you, you want a bell or a whistle, it's going to cost you some money. Um, your insurance, your homeowner's insurance is also going to cost you more. And I haven't even gotten into the fact that your water bill and your electricity bill are going to be more. So these are all little things to think about. Chemicals aren't cheap either. You're going to need chlorine. You're going to need muriatic acid. You're going to need a shock. If you end up with a problem such as algae, you'll be spending time at one of our local pool shops buying some chemical goo to pour in your water to clear that up. Um, obviously, if you use a pool service, that's going to cost you money. And obviously, if you have a malfunction, you have something break, that's going to cost money. In the end, though, here's the deal. It's your choice. None of my business whether or not you want to have a pool. I honestly don't recommend them for my investor clients because they are an additional maintenance headache. And most of them are looking for something that they can put a renter in and not worry about it. Um, if you are considering a home with a pool, think about how you'll use it, if you'll use it, how often you'll use it. Think about the expenses involved. Um, think about the environmental issues because I, I do have some clients that are sensitive to the fact that, you know, okay, we live in a desert and we're going to fill a big hole with 10 or 20,000 gallons of water. How does that make sense? So think about these issues and in the end, make your own decision. Okay then, I bet you didn't know that um, I have a couple of low-level superpowers and one of them is that weird listings find me. What were they thinking? All right, I am going to read you a fabulous description from this week's fabulously weird listing of the week. REO, that means bank owned, as is investor fixer upper. Large backyard for massive neighborhood bonfire parties. Covered patio, kind of. It actually says this. Room slash addition in back with laundry and storage. Two additional sheds for intimate moments during the parties. Cash only. Kind of reads like a haiku, doesn't it? We will be back after this break for station identification. Traditional media believes that after about three minutes, you'll tune out. Most Vegas media companies think if it doesn't jiggle, you won't tune in. At the Vegas Video Network, we think both are wrong. The Vegas Video Network is the first and only live online broadcast network that specializes in insider news and expert views about Vegas. We combine great storytelling with the ability to watch when and where you want on your computer, mobile device, or television. Discover the real Las Vegas. Visit VegasVideoNetwork.com. All right, it is the beginning of February. All of you've got your W-2s and your 1099s, and it's time to worry about the taxes. We've talked about some tax issues for people who are selling homes, but today I'd like to talk to those of you who own your own home and some of the wonderful things that you can deduct on your income tax. So let's go ahead on these tips. By the way, mostly come from IRS publication 530. You can download it for yourself at irs.gov, and I strongly encourage it. But the first and most obvious thing that you can deduct 
is your qualifying mortgage interest. Now, the IRS does have some rules, so you're going to want to read through them pretty carefully. For most people who only got a loan to purchase their home, as opposed to paying off bills, as opposed to starting their own business, this is going to mean most of your, your, your interest. However, I am going to put in that qualifying word because it is kind of important. You know what else is qualifying? The next point is qualifying points. Now, as you pro may or may not know, actually, you can pay your mortgage company up front for the privilege of a lower interest rate through the course of your loan. And in most cases, you can go ahead and take that amount of money that you paid up front and deduct it. That's pretty darn cool. But wait, there are more awesome things you can deduct, like your mortgage insurance premiums. For those of you who did not put down 20% and are paying either private mortgage insurance or FHA mortgage insurance, remember to put that amount down on your taxes if you itemize. Yeah, I'm sorry, you got to itemize to take advantage of all of these tax breaks. The IRS is funny about this stuff. What else can we deduct reasonably? Oh, I don't know. We can deduct real estate taxes that you pay to your county, your city, whatever, whatever local government is charging you real estate taxes. So do be sure to keep an eye open for those statements from your county assessor's office so that you can keep track of that amount. Worst case scenario, you can add up the numbers that are being held out of escrow and figure out how much they're paying in real estate taxes. Next up, we have prepaid interest and taxes. This item applies mostly to people who just bought a house and for, for whatever reason on their what, HUD-1, that's the big statement at the beginning that itemizes everything that was paid to everybody, you had to pay some interest and tax up front. That amount is absolutely 100% deductible. What else have we got? Some moving expenses. You're going to want to read the IRS uh, um, rules on this very carefully. They apply only to people who had to move a long distance for work purposes. And they are not going to include every little thing. For example, they, they're not going to include food in restaurants because you would have had to eat anyway. Yeah, the IRS is kind of picky about some stuff. So moving on, let's talk about some more great stuff. Energy efficient at home improvements. Say you put in some new energy efficient windows. Say you put in a brand new solar uh, water heater system. Whatever it is, be sure you keep those receipts and read all the IRS rules carefully because you might get a big tax break for doing something good for the environment. OK, but there's more. State and local tax breaks are something you're going to have to look into in your own local thing. I can't honestly say that I know of any uh, particular state or local tax breaks that are available to everybody in Nevada, but your municipality and your state, your county may be different. Okay, so we've talked about what you can deduct. There's some stuff you can't deduct too. So let me, uh, let me uh, get on to that. Items you cannot deduct include homeowner's insurance. Can't deduct that. You know what else you can't deduct? You cannot deduct your utility bills. Nope, don't do that. 
What else can't you deduct? You cannot deduct most of your settlement costs. The money that you paid to the escrow company, the money that you paid for title insurance, the money that you paid for a um, flood inspection, nope, you cannot actually deduct that. Sorry, it just won't work out. What else have we got? You cannot deduct forfeited deposits. For example, say that um, you, you tried to buy one home and it didn't work out and you lost, oh, I don't know, $1,000 on things like inspections and deposits. You are not getting that money back. I am so sorry. What else? We do not deduct depreciation. No. Um, it, it is something that uh, those of you who do business taxes, yeah, you de depreciate your business access, assets, your computers, things like that, but you cannot depreciate your house. It, it doesn't work that way. And there are more things that you cannot deduct. I love this one. You cannot deduct the wages for your domestic help. I am so sorry. You, you cannot deduct the cost of your nanny or your maid. Now, one last thing I would like to point out that you can deduct is getting expert assistance on your taxes. So please, don't take my word for it. Download that IRS publication 530. Consult an accountant. And let that accountant tell you exactly what you can and cannot deduct. And that pretty much ends what we're going to talk about the taxes today. I know you don't like talking about the taxes anyway, and you're going to like doing them even less. But you like listening to me on Getting Real Estate in Vegas, so be sure to join me next week. Um, just to give you a heads up, we've got a special guest coming up on the 24th who's going to talk to us about title and escrow. But in the meantime, go ahead, send your questions, problems, and suggestions to gettingrealatvegasvideonetwork.com. We've still got the toll-free hotline open. That's 866-966-4599. Now, if you've got a personal real estate question or problem, you'll find my contact information and the complete version of the Friday Figures at BridgetMagnus.com. Have a great weekend and drive safely. It is the big game, and unfortunately, some people do like to enjoy more than a little brewski with their big game, so please be careful out there. Have a terrific weekend, and I will see you next week. Mm -hmm.